Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. What on earth, Hannah? <laughs> what is that? Um, that is the governor of Colorado, Jared Polis. And he was singing this, but the worst part uh, is the dance moves. If you have not seen his little Yeah. He's doing a jig and it's so his face and his hand movements are so weird. I when I saw this pop up on Fox, I thought it was an SNL sketch. <laughs> But it's yeah. a real thing. No, it's a real thing. He's even in like a suit and tie. He's standing in front of a very official looking background. You know, it's got the American flag and the Colorado state flag. And he's taken some heat because the timing of this is poor, as it often is in politics and government. Uh, you know, just days before Christmas, some Hispanic migrants were just dropped off in Denver and almost 4,000 of these migrants have been dropped off in Colorado cities over the last several months. Um, Communities are starting to kind of feel a little bit of a strain. There's that many and some folks are saying that it's in poor taste for him to have done this i think it's in poor taste just because it's cringy as hell it is super cringy it looks like he ate a whole bunch of gummies and then decided <laughs> to make this commercial like and, and who on his staff approved that i mean it is i mean he's literally dancing around with jazz hands <laughs> like trying to be if it he posted it to his official you know governor's twitter account and as i was telling steph about this in the break steph said can you just Imagine like Governor Parson <laughs> no. doing this, or Lieutenant Governor Kehoe, or yeah, Eric Schmidt. Anyone. No, it's so unserious and weird. Uh, it looks like a comedy sketch. It is. That's a bad look for the governor of Colorado. Slightly, it's a bad look for all of us. <laughs> all right. Well, we are talking this morning, and we will celebrate like we always do—a feel-good Friday on Friday. But uh, not everyone had. A super Merry Christmas. Hannah is finally back today. Uh, she had... I'm alive. She was <laughs> sick for a while. And then the week of Christmas got a positive COVID test. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I've been sick for the last month, yeah. honestly. But you guys all did that last year, too. I just want to remind you. You guys were all like you, Marsh, Brandon. Everyone was like, I I survived. But you guys all had it. So December I don't know. December of 22. But it is really... A lot, of, a lot of sinus infections here, too. You had covid last year didn't you uh i had it this fall but i i did get strep and you had strep too and that is the worst but um but you also got another christmas present from the government for in all seriousness i had a great christmas i got to see lots of family it was my nine month old niece's first christmas so that was fun to get to be a part of but i was griping because on christmas eve eve so the 23rd I got a jury summons mm. in the mail for U.S. court. It's like the Western District Court, and luckily it's in Jefferson City. But I got like big time jury duty summoned 
So, Brian, have you ever gotten a jury summons or yeah. served on a jury? I've gotten summons. Uh, I've never actually been called. I had to show up. Uh, I had to show up twice. Um, what Hannah's talking about is federal in the Norman. I don't know if it used to be, and I can't remember. It would have been when I was moving from either Jeff City to Moberly or from Moberly to Columbia. I can't remember which one, but Moberly and Jeff City are not in the same district. Uh, Moberly is in the Eastern District. Uh, my move prevented me from having to show up, but normally on the, uh, at least the federal, they used to actually put the trial what it's about on on the summons i know and i remember getting one as well um it was a guy i believe a bank robbery and someone was killed um in st louis and i was i was moving from st louis down to jefferson city and because of that move i did not have to serve or at least even show up for that but i don't know if they still do that or not but uh federal is is interesting in that you don't see nearly as many trials as you used to see. I remember mean, the beginning of my career, my God. As I, Hannah wipes the sweat off her yeah, brow. Mo- most of these, but well, very few. And I can only remember a handful of people ever going to trial and, and being found not guilty. Most of them plead guilty to some kind, but uh, some type of, you know, downgraded charge. But, you know, um, that doesn't always be the case. And I do remember a guy, there were like three or four defendants in a Joplin. It was an arson fire. Three or four pleaded guilty, and the fourth one went to trial. And the assumption was he's going to be found guilty. And that guy was acquitted. Hmm. Um, so you just never know. But the, uh, I know um, for Hannah's sake, she's probably going to need to show up for that. Well, oh, yeah. I got uh, I got a questionnaire in the mail several months ago. I think it was over the summer. And I remember like venting to my husband that I hadn't even lived in Montauk County for an entire year at that point. I'm like, and they found me. What the mm-hmm. heck? And you're already on, but a, certainly an important part of our justice system and an institution. And we would appreciate your service, Hannah, as a rational, thoughtful person. I um, just, but- if, if I end up having to show up, you know, call time is 830 in the morning. Like, that's not very convenient for my schedule. It is no, very uh, inconvenient. And yeah, you bring up a good point, you though. You could for, be down there for hours. For you just a, don't know. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot if you're, depending on your industry and your and your situation. Um, but certainly, uh, we encourage people to serve their jury service and participate in the system. Um, but I think it uh, would be kind of fun. It would. I maybe think so for too. Maybe for a day. And then I think I would uh, not find it as fun anymore but i think as you pointed out like the 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 highest level of professions well maybe there's one other that that people say like you'll never get picked lawyers are way up there they say usually you know other lawyers won't pick lawyers uh for their jury uh media is way up there and i think probably law enforcement depending on what kind of trial is way up there and on my questionnaire that i filled out several months ago i you know it asks you what your job is and i said it was media yeah did they say it in there when you don't have to give the specifics but did they say what what the the trial is because they used to no it does not so maybe that has changed i will tell you um you would think media uh, i know at least one reporter who i won't name he's not in the market anymore but he was actually summoned he was a talk show host pretty mm. well-known talk show host in jefferson city at the time and he was on a jury and i can't remember it's been so long ago what what the what the charge even was it may have been a shooting i i I can't remember but he was picked and i will tell people that uh, i can say it now the uh waffle house 
there was a guy that was killed at Waffle House. Um, it was a horrible incident, but the man that was put on trial, a guy named Leo Robinson, was acquitted of the murder. He was convicted of having an illegal gun. But I was summoned for that case. I was wow. back in the summer. I had to go down. Hannah and I were. It was on. We we were short staffed that day too. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really inconvenient for us. <laughs> yeah, John but you Mark, still showed up. I did show up. It was July the third. It was it was the day before the fourth of July. It was July the third, and uh, I showed up, and they had picked their uh, their minimum, and I I was sent home. I think I got a six dollar check for for gas mileage <laughs> or something. But I bottom line, did I did you spend it on a waffle? Uh, I, I don't. I think I put it in the back. <laughs> but um, but I, I definitely even with your your media you do have to show up uh, technically technically they can issue a warrant for your arrest I don't know if they do I, at least at Boone County they have the ability to do that I don't know that they do that but it, it you do have to at least show up or at least well, fall I'm, I'm not in a position where I can really hide from the law uh, Correct. so I guess I'm gonna have to you know do my part that's a good reminder you can watch us this morning live on facebook or live on youtube yeah. merry christmas to everyone and i want to give a shout out thanks to everyone who took time out of their day yesterday and just wished us a merry christmas on the text line we so enjoy talking Absolutely. with you every morning and i miss it when we're not here and so it's been it was nice to log in this morning and see all those lovely messages and merry christmas right back to you all yeah i mean aside from you know the covid and the jury duty <laughs> that I got for Christmas. Hmm. It was a really good Christmas. I got to see lots of family. And it was really a bizarre Christmas because we were going to Christmas Eve service and I thought, do I need a coat? And my husband checks and he says, it's 55. So I don't think yeah, so. My husband grilled while I was out last week. Well, hmm. and uh, Brian Brittany is texting us and said, can you let Brian know it's spitting snow at the Truman VA right now? Now talk to us because it was like 50 on Christmas yeah, and we've here, got snow in the forecast. Snow's in the forecast. Hannah and I actually talked about this this morning, and here's and I literally about 17 minutes ago got off right before I, I did the seven o'clock news with the National Weather Service in St. Louis. Spitting snow. I don't think you're going to have any problems this morning because the temperature is too high. But I'm glad Brittany has let us know that about Truman VA. Last night, I will tell you, we did have some sleet here in Columbia and other parts of mid-Missouri. The forecast for today, slight chance of snow around 2. We're getting, obviously, some sleet right now. Chance of snow tonight, low near 33. That's going to be the key. You need to keep it at 33 or above. You get down to 32, we're going to have some problems. Tomorrow, snow, no accumulation expected, high of 30. That is what the forecast was from, from John Ross and the Weather Service. That said, I, ch- I talked to the Weather Service right before the 7 o'clock news. The way they explain it, and I'm just going to tell you what they told me. This is very complex. It's going to change, and it all depends on the temperature and a variety of factors. They still believe at this point that any accumulation will be on grassy surfaces. Um, my concern is, any t- even if it's a small amount, I just know people in this town and these these I seventy Lake of the Woods inevitable. I'm not being critical of driving. It's just it's just the way it works with these with these roads and stuff. You get a situation where you get freezing temperatures, even a slight amount. I hate to say it, we have had serious issues at least traffic wise we see that even when it rains yes sometimes yes, yes. <laughs> well and but i took I a hope, nice i hope that's not not the case and, yes and my problem is i don't give myself enough time i know last year i took a nice slide into the zimmer headquarters parking <laughs> lot because i was running a bit behind and so it's good just to know that that's up coming in the forecast and maybe you should you know make sure you've got enough time uh, the next couple mornings to just keep an eye on the temperature and the weather because that's when you know i tend to uh get a little bit 
uh, have some driving issues is when I'm in a hurry. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people do. You want to give yourself, even if you're a few minutes late, that's okay because you want to be safe. But the time frame right now, and it's subject to change, we're going to get a little bit on and off today. Biggest issue is going to be tonight, let's say late tonight. John Ross is putting it, let's say after 11 o'clock, it's going to start as rain. I've been watching him on TV this morning with Marina Diaz. Their forecast is very similar to the National Weather Service. And then they got a little blue there, and that's going to indicate the p- potential change. But again, the uh, some of this may not even fall to the surface. That's what's confusing. But then on and off all day tomorrow. Now, the good news is we don't have schools in session right now, so that'll take a lot of people off the roads. And then another chance on um, a little bit ch- chance on Thursday. So we'll keep you posted on that. I am going to get some audio um, with the weather service, but again, it's going to be subject to change. But a lot of it, people are just going to have to drive slow. They're just going to have to drive slow, take their time. That's right. Well, thanks for the update, Brian. I know my kids were sad. They really wanted a white Christmas. We might have to get to this uh, letter that Amelia wrote to Santa. Uh, (laughs) I read this out loud at my family Christmas yesterday, and everyone laughed. It was a little bit snarky. Maybe we have time for it here. Uh, Or maybe let's wait. Let's wait. Uh, (laughs) But we also, we have some other updates. Now, Hannah, you were the one that was telling me about those long cruises that people are on, and they're all on TikTok. We got an update about the long cruise that we're going to get to at 735. And then we do want to mention, we're going to have Brianna Lennon. She's the Boone County Clerk here at 810. Uh, We talked um, earlier this month, I think, to some of the Republicans about the caucus process. Um, But the Democrats will also be caucusing. Their dates and deadlines are different. She's going to let us know um, some of those important dates, and we'll talk to her about uh, upcoming elections. Again, that's at 810. But up next, we've got What's Hot with Hannah. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Telling you what you want to hear since 2015. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I was for sure I nailed it. And now the story is not that Stephanie is late. It's that Hannah played the wrong music. Hang on. (laughs) Hang on. Hold that thought. COVID brain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can use that excuse for the next like month, right? 725-ish, which means it's it's 726. (laughs) I was close. Maybe I just played the wrong sounder so that you would inevitably be late for what's hot with Hannah. Certainly. (laughs) Now, it's been a long time since i have gone to a job interview same however one of my favorite things to do because i'm a nerd is to look up like weird and interesting job interview questions Mm -hmm. have you seen some of these that have gone viral just for being really weird and basically potential employers just want to see how your brain works yeah, in law school, I think it was a competition amongst the big firms to see who could ask the weirdest question, <laughs> and we would all compare notes, and it was always, there There was always one that was, like, really off the wall, and I never even thought it had any deeper meaning. I think they just, like, wanted to get your reaction to something really weird. I know when I was in high school, um, I interviewed to be an FFA officer, and one of the questions was, if you could be one piece of farm equipment... <laughs> What would you be and why? And they just want to see how you think on the spot and what you can come up with that sounds semi-intelligent. But this is a a job interview practice that is getting some hate online. Um, An Australian CEO recently went to Twitter 
and was talking about one of the things that he does when he does a job interview. And it has to do with your coffee cup. So basically, you come in for the interview, and he asks if you want a cup of coffee. And at the end of the interview, if you don't offer to, like, take your empty coffee cup to the trash can, like, you know, look for a trash can, or, you know, if it's a reusable cup, like, take it to the kitchen. Um, If you don't offer to do anything with your cups, the CEO said he hardly ever ends up offering that person I love a, job. a good I think a test right not like not like tell me about it right talk to me about how you would handle this situation but how do you actually handle a situation he's getting hate for that yeah some people are saying it's manipulative wow how it shows your behavior right it's it's like a experiment I would say almost so I recently started doing that I I don't know anything about hiring um, and I don't do the coffee cup thing, but actually for some of the positions that I've hired for, I give people a test and I have like an editing thing and an Excel spreadsheet thing and some other things. And when they come in for the interview, we do the interview, but then you get a computer and you do these like five little tests that I made up. And, uh, and I think it's, it's way better than what I did before of just like, do you know how to use Excel? Yeah. No, show me. <laughs> yeah. Show me. Well, Chris Arps told us several years ago that his dad used to do interviews over a meal at a restaurant. And if the interviewee salted their food before they tasted (laughs) it, that his dad wouldn't hire them because they were impulsive. Are there icks for employers? That's what we're seeing here. They have like very particular things. But I think the way you treat wait staff and people in hospitality certainly speaks of your character. So I'm all about the test. Dave Ramsey is actually famous for some of that stuff. All right, up next, we're going to talk about this long... Watch the gang on our Facebook or YouTube channel. Find us at Wake Up Mid Missouri. Stephanie Bell here with producer Hannah, who is back from her COVID stint and vacation. <sighs> I would not call it a vacation. <laughs> I uh, I was originally scheduled to take two of those days off, but. Uh, yeah, I got a longer, quote, vacation than I bargained for, but I felt like crap the entire time. It's no good. Yeah. No good. All right. Well, other people who might be a little bit under the weather. Now, we talked about this while you were out, Hannah, but they have this nine-month Ultimate World Cruise. Um, and every time I kind of like get the ner- like get up the gumption to be like, you know what? I think I could do a cruise. I think this is a good idea. I read these cruise ship stories, and I think, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I'm going to stay on the land. So, uh, TikTok and Reels and social media is obsessed with the people on this Ultimate World Cruise. They're kind of making it into almost a reality show, um, in that they're like talking about all the different people that are on this cruise. Of course, there are a lot of older people, but there are a ton of young people and like influencers as well. Um, and I think unofficially, I heard yesterday via the social media that they're 13 days into, I think it's a 274 night cruise. And Holy cow. Yeah. And someone's got COVID (laughs) and now they're going to have to isolate. Now that I have not seen that confirmed in any news sources, but that is the rumor on social media. And I thought just another like now you're trapped on this boat and what you have to wait for COVID to go through the whole boat. I think no. Well, I mean, there's worse places to be quarantined than on a cruise ship. But I'm also thinking of the people who got the really small rooms because, you know, on a cruise, there's different levels of rooms that you can purchase. Mm-hmm. 
I know the cruise I went on, my brother and I were in a tiny cabin with basically two twin size beds and a small bathroom attached to it. And that was it. We didn't have a window. And I'm thinking if you're in a room like that, it would being quarantined for five days would stink. But if you were in a bigger room with a balcony, would it be so bad? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, that was the joy of being like in the Midwest for COVID is we all had, you know, sprawling homes and big yards, basically, so we could <laughs> spread out. I, I always laughed when I talked to my city folk friends that were stuck in, you know, their 600 foot square foot apartment and they sounded miserable and I would have been miserable, too. Anyway, uh, also on the cruise ship front, um, there's a cruise ship. It was sailing from England to Norway, hit by a wave, loses its ability to navigate Wait, aren't boats supposed to be <laughs> hit by waves to withstand that? That it doesn't. Yeah, it wasn't an iceberg or anything like that. Just a wave, and uh, <laughs> now it's being monitored by a bunch of other like smaller ships, and they're saying support vessels are working with the ship as it continues t- to move in the right direction. It's now it's kind of headed toward northern Germany, so they're kind of shepherding it along, but it's still <laughs> not fully functioning. Are they playing follow the leader all the way to? Their destination, essentially. I don't know what happens when your cruise ship loses the ability uh, to navigate, and I'm not sure they uh, know uh, what else. It's uh, a ship that was built two decades ago. It can carry up to 570 people, but it is basically lost at sea. I don't know. They're going to have to work on. I wonder if, like a tugboat type thing, if you can somehow attach enough things to it that you can tow it into a port. I don't know. Or do you get people on the boat that can fix it while it is just lost at sea? Maybe they should just learn how to use a sundial this and is, do it old school. This is why I don't think it's ever a very good idea to ride on a cruise ship. I don't know that you'll ever be able to um, ever be able to convince me to get on one. The, uh, uh, Melissa says, have you seen Melissa's text? I haven't. Oh, she says, this wasn't just a wave. I saw the video. It was horrid. I'm going to have to look that up, Melissa. The headline says it was a wave. Uh, FYI, (laughs) I think you pronounced it backwards. Who's this? Oh, something about football. We'll have to fact check that with Brian, Jack. Sorry. Yeah, Jack, you're talking to the wrong two girls. I don't know my football well enough to know um, these stats. But uh, Tad says, Hannah, by the way, it doesn't need to be warm to grill. A few years back, I grilled in 10 inches of snow. Uh, so tell your husband to man up. Grill in the snow. You said your husband was out grilling on Christmas Day? Christmas Eve? Uh, Christmas Eve Eve. He That's- was actually grilling around the time I got the jury duty summons. <laughs> so uh, the nice ribeye that he grilled you know, softened the blow a little bit. That- I mean, yeah, it can be cold and like you still grill, but it's harder and you were telling me that's your favorite Christmas present. One of your favorite Christmas presents. What'd you get? Oh, yeah. We got a Blackstone, which we've wanted for a long time. Um, and if you're not familiar, it's like a griddle. But the whole thing is cast iron. And it comes on like a little cart that you keep outside. So we're really excited. What do you make on that? You can do like fillies or eggs, bacon, like we take one camping when we go camping with my parents, oh. and you can pretty much cook anything on it. Everything. Yeah. If you have a good Blackstone recipe or something you like to cook, send it to Hannah. She just got a new one. How do you clean it then? You just wipe it down? Because, like, your cast iron, you don't, like, clean. Yeah, really, I mean, you know? you know, water, you kind of burn it off, scrape it clean, and then season it with oil when you're done. 
I like this. I like this. Well, you said you read uh, Amelia's um, Santa letter out loud to your family. <laughs> I did, and it got quite the uproar of laughter, especially when I said it was a nine-year-old. <laughs> yes, nine-year-old Amelia decided she was going to write a little letter, and all of the kids actually wrote a letter to Santa, put it in the tree for Santa to read. But Amelia's was a little bit salty um, because, you know, you leave your cookies out for Santa, and the kids had decorated some beautiful sugar cookies. So I put those on the plate, and I didn't ask anyone which cookies should be put out for Santa. I figured these are the ones the kid, kids made. That's what Santa wants, right? Some yeah. nice homemade cookies. And Amelia did not like that. Uh-oh. She wrote this letter to him and said, Dear Santa, it does have a heart, by the way. Dear Santa. She was please, trying to butter him up. <laughs> please save at least one cookie for me because, parentheses, not to be rude, in parens. Those cookies are mine. (laughs) And please fill my stocking to the brim. Thank you. So it was polite, but like just a reminder, those are my cookies. So had she told you that she was upset with the specific cookies that you picked or was this a surprise? No, totally a surprise when I saw the letter. So um, she has she inherited your ability to be a little salty. She was certainly salty (laughs) over that. All right. We're getting a lot of texts this morning. You can join in on the fun. 573-874-9390. Tell us what you cook on your Blackstone. A lot of people are telling us, look up Rogue Wave. That's how you see this ship and how it got knocked off of its course. But that doesn't fit my narrative, guys. It said just wave. I mean, if your boat can get knocked off its course and lose its navigation due to a wave... Although, I guess I was once on an airplane and we had to completely reroute and lost some of our technical capabilities because we hit a bird, which like, okay, you're in the air. Um, You laugh, but I'm not. The bird literally smashed on the front windshield, basically, and we were coming out of Chicago. Do airplanes have windshield wipers? Apparently not the kind that we need. And there's a lot of instrumentation on the front. So you think, I mean, but I guess birds can be very dangerous for planes. And we had to completely reroute, land back in Chicago and scrape the bird, squeegee the bird off the front and check the instrumentation. Michael says that uh, he would never get on a boat that you can't fish off of. That is for sure. I've I, Even a big fishing boat, I've been on some of those deep sea fishing boats. I did not enjoy those as, either. I don't think I'll ever go on a cruise. So the one cruise that I went on when I was a teenager with my parents, it was a boat that had recently been purchased by a cruise liner from another cruise liner. So they had been renovating it to kind of match their other boats and like rebranding the boat okay fair and they were behind schedule so they had to cancel several of the cruises prior to ours because the boat wasn't ready and ours ended up being the first cruise that this boat took under the new cruise liner nope and they probably could have waited one more week (laughs) um there were a couple things that went wrong while we were at sea i mean Nothing that affected my family, but I know one of the swimming pools on the top deck, like, totally leaked into a couple of the cabins underneath it. You know, toilets not flushing, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, (laughs) my mom said that it was not necessarily a normal cruise experience that my brother and I got for our, you know, first cruise. Um, But, I mean, we had fun. It's still all-you-can-eat food. 
You can lay around and get drinks from the bar all day. But you can do that if you like go to Florida or like an island and you don't have to be trapped on a boat. I'm still... I mean... Add cruise ships to my list, Hannah. Let's go on a girl's trip, okay? Oh, I do a cruise. I like that idea. All right, did you get any gift cards for Christmas? I did. I got several. Did you, like, tell people this is where I want a gift card to, or did they just know, or... uh, A little bit of both. Like, in my family, we do Amazon wish lists. Us, too, yeah. So you can at least kind of get an idea of what we might want for Christmas, because my family hates to get gifts that you're not going to actually use um and so i'm a coffee girly so i got several coffee gift cards um and a couple of like the places that the husband and i like to eat at nice well gift cards are among the most requested holiday gifts i would just say give me cash if you're gonna give me a gift card let's just do cash but i am super guilty in that i drive around with like gift cards in my car um, a lot because I forget to use them. And I guess I'm not the only one. Um, most gift cards, according to this article, I think this was, this has been a couple of years back, but still, uh, in the relevant time period, most gift cards are used in the first 180 days. So, um, but after the one year mark, so I think about 70% of, P- of gift cards get used right away. But if you don't use them within, that first six months and you're among those 70% of people, the likelihood that you will ever use the gift card is greatly <laughs> diminished. So after the first 180 days, and, and once we get to one year, just 80% of the gift cards are redeemed. And then after that, they're basically lost at sea. Well, and I'm also guilty of having old gift cards in my wallet that I don't really know if they even have a balance on them. Same. And they actually, they passed a law uh, recently that I think gift cards now have to be good for five years. But yeah, I mean, I was talking to my mom this weekend and she was like, you know, I had some credits there, but it's been maybe before COVID. I should call. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know that they're even, they've probably changed their computer system. Yeah. I don't, if you're, if you're asking like someone else to, you know, track that, I would be really hesitant to think that they would have tracked all of that. So, yeah, you can either forget it, you lose it, you don't like the retailer, or you just don't go there very often. But it makes me so mad when I do go somewhere and I pay, and then later I'm like, oh, I had a gift card. I know, I do the same thing. And, like, this year there was kind of a new-ish gift card scam going around. Oh, really? And people were somehow stealing the codes off of gift cards that were in the store so they never left the store with the gift card itself but somehow swiped the code off the back of it so when people were buying the gift cards when they would go to redeem them there was a zero balance on it because they were already used ouch that is bad well i know usually they have that stuff that you have to like scrape off the back and there's they've tried to crack down on that but gift cards are often the result um, there's often a lot of scams surrounding gift cards. Um, the other thing is like, you know, what's your, I guess, what's your strategy when using them? Cause if you've got like a $20 gift card, it's like, do I try to buy something that's $21? Because certainly <laughs> if I buy something that's $18 and it has $2 left, I'm never using that last $2, right? Yeah. Sometimes the husband and I like to play a game to see who can get closest to the total. 
without going over. <laughs> it's kind fun. of fun. It's like, oh, this one has 35 cents on it. We're just going to toss it. I do like that. Well, a lot of these big companies have to report what their gift card balances are on their like on their government filings and so as liabilities. And so in 2019, Walmart said they had $1.9 billion of outstanding gift cards. Amazon, $2.8 billion. Starbucks, $1.6 billion, which now you just load that into the app, right? Target also had $727 million of outstanding gift cards. So why don't we should just give people gifts? I had a lot of fun last night loading all of my coffee gift cards into my <laughs> app so I could just toss the gift card and I'm set for you know, the next couple of months. And they say you are not the only one because Starbucks competes with national banks as far as how much money is loaded into their app and how much money they have basically under management. It's insane. If you haven't read those articles, Google it. It's really interesting. All right, coming up next, we've got, and that would be all except for this, what's hot with Hannah style. (laughs) (laughs) I hijacked the segment. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's official talk show, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Official talk show? What does that even mean? Official? Normally, we would be doing, and that would be all except for this, but just like what's shaken with Steph, John Marsh is has some much-deserved time away, so Hannah has commandeered this segment. And I played the wrong sound on purpose this time, I <laughs> promise, because I have hijacked this segment, and it's going to be very what's hot with Hannah-esque, inspired, however you want to put it, uh, but there's a guy getting canceled currently. On TikTok, Stephanie, do you know who, uh, if I said the last name Owens and Green Bay Packers, would you even know who I was talking about? Uh, no. Well, you know, you're not alone in that. Um, Simone Biles, you know her? Of course. <laughs> she is, of course, a world-famous Olympian, uh, you know, won some medals at an Olympics when she was just 16 years old, very decorated gymnast. I believe the most decorated female gymnast or female athlete in the world. And her new husband, they got married this year, uh, has gone viral for maybe the wrong reasons. Um, he was talking about how when they met, uh, he didn't know who she was. And he basically was trying to say that he was the catch. You know, he didn't know who the legendary Simone Biles was. And here's some of his comments on how they met. That I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she got to be good. If yeah. I promise you, I'm a, I'm a real life story. When she won the Olympics, I was in college and we didn't have NBC. We didn't have Olympic channels and we're in camp. We're in camp late, late, late July, early August. So I'm not paying attention to, you know, so I never would have had a moment to where I would have watched like, you know, so Awful. he's totally trying to downplay is what it feels like her accomplishments. Um, and a lot of people are saying that there's absolutely no way that he did not know who she was and that he's kind of just trying to make himself seem like the catch in their relationship 
when yeah, like maybe he feels a bit threatened. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he does play for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but what I've been getting a kick out of is every headline about this interview that he did says Simone Biles' husband. No one knows the guy's <laughs> name. When you said his name, I had no idea. But I've heard of this controversy, but I've never heard anyone say his name. What's his name again? Uh, Jonathan Owens. Jonathan Owens. He's a nobody. Yeah. I and mean, bless his heart. I mean, you can joke about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Smith and or Taylor Swift and who puts who <laughs> on the map, but this guy. Yeah, no. Go home, sir. Simone Biles definitely is putting this guy on the map. Maybe not in the best.